this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. I'm here with Papa Joe. Hi, Papa Joe. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Good. Um, yep, it's uh, Thursday. We're doing a live episode, so uh, it's Thursday, May 21st, um, a week and a half before Memorial Day. And on June 1st, they're going to be opening everything up. And uh, they're uh, slowly, the restaurants are getting open. We have a story to talk about ours, our restaurant. I'm going to open up with the uh, story I was just relating to you, Joe, before okay. we started. Um, I go to, uh, I saw someone this morning. And uh, uh, this woman, uh, and we were talking over coffee. And I, I, she has her ex and her have shared custody of or uh, supervised custody of, of their child. Uh, I think that's what I was saying. But I saw I didn't know that. And what I did is I went I wanted to make light conversation. All I said was, hey, listen, I saw your uh, ex out there with your your son and he looks really happy. He looks like he's doing a good job and all that stuff. And I mentioned the same thing last night. And uh, the uh, I said, oh, yeah, I saw him last night. And the baby looked happy. You know, I'm not going to say the baby's name. And then, uh, and she goes, uh, oh, was who was she, who you there with? Oh, it was just him and the baby. Well, she goes, uh, supposed to be supervised visits and all that stuff. And I go, oh, shit. Now, there's nothing I could take back. I let the cat, I let the cat out of the bag. I, I started getting all nervous about it. And... Um, there was n- nothing I was doing. I was all w- worked up in my head. I said, oh, my God, I, I, I did this. I inserted myself accidentally into this drama. What my intent was to say, hey, the baby looks happy. He looks like he's doing a great job. I don't know what the whole relationship is going. I, I don't know how the, the, the courts are involved. And so I had no idea. Um, and nothing was brought to my attention about that until I had said that. And I was worried about it for like three, four minutes. And then I was going to say, hey, listen, forget. I mean, I'm trying. I'm sticking ahead. Don't forget I said it. Blah, blah, blah. You, they can't. You can't take that un, unburst that balloon at that time. And then I thought about it. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. All I meant to say is I saw your son. He looked happy. And that was it. And I said, listen. Uh, and I'm probably going to talk to the guy and say, listen, I'm sorry. It was me. I was just, I was making light conversation. People, people have this assumption that you know something. You, have. you should have known that. I have no idea what's fucking going on in your personal life, you know? Yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to know, you know, yeah. what someone's conditions of visitation are for crying yeah, out yeah. loud? So, I mean, there's, and let's, there, listen, there's I people the on same. probation I, I, that come into, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, for like DUI and all this stuff, they're you know they have a have a problem. They're not supposed to be drinking for a while and stuff like that. And I may say, you know, come I could be talking to a person and they say, oh yeah, they came into the bar last night to come in for a couple of people. Now I never knew they got arrested. I never knew they were under restrictions and all this stuff. And I go, and people say, well, it's best that you don't say shit at all. Well, what the hell? When you go out where you're talking to people, you say, hey, I saw this person. I thought they're your friends and. You know, that was it. I mean, it's just, it's amazed when people are involved in, when they have problems outside, how indiscreet they are. If 
they're worried about people hearing about them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that, but that's a part. And you and you mentioned to me prior to says Jim, maybe you shouldn't say that. Um, let bygones be bygones. But I figure there is something I can talk on the record, and this is I gave 100 percent what I felt about it. You know, I was just saying something. I wanted to be Jim, the nice guy. Hey, your son's turning out to be a fine little boy, and you know, the, your ex is helping with that. You know, I thought, hey, put your mind at ease and stuff like because I saw him outside and it didn't work. So now I cut you off. Now you have, I have nothing else to say on it, but you can comment now. Well, put your mind at ease because that little boy and his father got along so well during the course uh, of their dinner just to watch this dad and his, and his son sitting on his lap. Um, making sure that, you know, he fed them. They were conversing, making faces at each other. The little boy was looking up at his dad with these big eyes and smiling. Hey, man, I made a comment to my partner, Damon, and drew his attention and said, I mean, that's really good to see. Look at this guy. He's just mm -hmm. handling it. The little boy just loves his dad. I mean, it was so profound that it drew my attention. I made a comment to my partner. And the only thing I can say is the ang I can see where he was sitting, the, the angle, I really couldn't see the other half of the table. So before I, you know, I, 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 I judged, not that I would judge the guy, but before, let me just say, if he was with someone uh, sitting at that table, I, I didn't see it, but I had an assumption he was there with his little boy alone. But your observations were, were right. It stood out, Jim. The, the, the man absolutely – and he wasn't pretending. And you always know when a dad is, is just – you know when anyone's not into something 100%. This guy was into it 100%, and it came natural. The little boy, it came natural. There's clearly a, a serious bond between that boy and his dad, and it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to say. So. Okay. Well, and, uh, and that being said, bad. segues perfectly fine into this. You and Damon came into the restaurant. I worked the double yesterday. It was my first double. I'm getting back into, you know, I've worked, uh, meaning I hadn't worked a formal job. I've done work, meaning work around the house and stuff like that since uh, the restaurant closed. But uh, Monday was my first night. Yesterday was my first time, and it was a little rusty. It was getting some things wrong, stupid things wrong. It's been two months. Yeah, you, you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, but but we did, uh, and with the change in uh, uh, wearing the uh, the mask, um, and and being careful to sanitize things when you you know you got to think you give someone a, uh, a check thing you cut you, you 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 clean that off the check presenter. I use I try to use uh, more often the plastic insert one. Uh, where it's just a tray, but it's that's just small things. We've got to wipe down the condiments, we've got to wipe down tables, we've got to wipe, do all the do all this stuff, and and then do the drinks. The first night I was doing it, I I was uh, it was martini night, right? And yeah. the owner said, "Well, if you want to do martini night, you can make it martini night, or say it's not martini night." And I said, "Go ahead with martini night." And don't you know, like the second martini I made, I just knock over the glass. I didn't break anything. But 
I, it's just having <laughs> having a mask on kind of inhibits what you're doing. And I have two, I have several different masks I wear, and I got one that's camouflage. I, I like this one because it holds better to my face. Other than the buff, the buff goes right. Above and but the buff is easier to talk through because it doesn't adhere closely to your mouth. It covers it. It covers everything. But it's looser so people can hear you better. But the, the, the mask, the camouflage one that hooks behind the ears, oh, man, that, um, I sound like Bane. I sound a little like Bane from uh, Batman, <laughs> the super. Uh, yeah. Oh, listen, while I think and think of it, if there's any live listeners, and I think the la- yesterday we did a live show or the day before we did a live show, um, you can uh, go on to the Spreaker app, Spreaker.com, and you can chat with us. Just look for chat. Uh, but I think that last time I told you about the guy that came on, was it today's Thursday on Tuesday, uh, uh, J-Ron from uh, Nova Scotia. I think right. J-Ron was the name of a character from Trailer, trailer Park Boys. Uh, the show was talking about J-Ron. It may have been, but he was on Spreaker uh, – and that was the first time I chatted. I just, if you have any questions or anything, you can type them in. We'll try to answer them in the best year. Not. So, you, was that the first restaurant you dined? Oh, you were at uh, Blackwater Siren, you said. I was. And, um, and, and it went well. Wasn't a whole lot of people. Uh, I noticed last night at the catch, um, you guys seem to do, you know, pretty good business. I mean, not talking about, your overall profit margin, but you, you seem to have a good amount of people come in and uh, everyone was respectful for the most part. Well, and, well, for the amount of people we had working, the Kathy no, and Paige, uh, catch at 102 and stuff like that, they had kept the overhead down, had a couple less people working. Right. right I mean, you guys building. were hustling. There's no doubt. You guys were hustling. Yeah. And, um, and I can, you can see, um, how do you say not this not the strain on on your faces but the strain and overall workload you're you're having to juggle you know all these different duties to keep up you know with not just the orders um uh, making sure uh people are are paid attention to but then the cleaning of things yeah. and the dishes and the fine yards and um that's why yesterday I said it looks like you have to learn how to dance again and I imagine when you you know when when you have to coordinate behind a bar, uh, yeah, I mean you, you get out of step. You, you know, you, it, it might take you know a, a few days to get back well, into the rhythm. Usually, we of, don't have that many people come behind a bar, but there were so many to go orders because there's um, there's a certain you could see a, de- a, a demonstrable, a demonstrable um, a segment of society people that will order takeout a lot of people ordered takeout oh yeah there was, a, there was as much takeout that was as much takeout as i ever did super bowl sunday with wings and all that stuff that is much takeout as i've seen and um the uh it, it's just a lot of it so whenever i'm on the phone taking getting preparing orders then they got to come back and do the orders and then you got to get around and make some of the drinks and i was behind most of the night but at the end of the night, there's a process, too. People go, 
Oh, why are you changing out? Well, because it takes longer to set up, right? To, um, we clean in the beginning yeah. of the day, and we clean at the end of the night. So we're sanitizing at the in between customers, and then cleaning all the services afterwards, uh, bleaching it, um, getting it down. Not ingesting the bleach, but spraying it on, uh, and that that. That's what we're going through. So we're getting used to it. So this past, uh, uh, was it yesterday or Tuesday, they opened up the gym where I work at the hospital to uh, a limited, uh, to people that are, uh, that have, uh, are doing personal training to uh, employees so I went there after my, I go to a meeting, I go to that 12 step meeting in the morning and I went to the gym after that and I got there. It was my first day back, my first day back and I didn't know what to expect. I, I'll tell you something. I feel, I'll get into how I felt from working out, but I got there and they did the, uh, the temperature check. They asked me questions first, all the questions. And the last question the person asked was, do you, um, have you experienced any diarrhea or vomiting? And I said, I wish like that. <laughs> and see that, there you go. Well, she goes, um, she goes, well, people always kind of joke about that. I said, are you kidding me? Did people say it the way I said it? Did they say I wish? And they go, no, they didn't say that. And she goes, you know, this is a serious illness. And I go, I'm not saying I want to get ill. I'm saying that I wanted to lose weight. I mean, in that, like a bulimic way. And I know that's serious too. But that was my comedy bit. I wish, you know, like that. and Or something yeah. weird. I wanted it to be weird. And no, I got it. Weird, in, I got it. In. I knew, and it, and and I knew exactly you, what you meant. The other person laughed at it. The other person, when I said, you know, and I said, did anybody have a good comment other than giggle? And they go, no. And I said, well, I came back with a comment. I, you know, and I was like, this is I, 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 my ego. And I go, wait a second. I know a lot of people haven't been here, but this is going to be the funniest line you got. You know? So, <laughs> I, went, so I go in there. She goes, I go, okay, what do I do in there? And they go, well, you got to wipe everything down and blah, blah, blah. Keep away from anybody. She said, but that'll be no problem because there's no one else here. So I was the only person there. Jim, Joe, are you there? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm listening. I was the only person there at the gym. And uh, I have a... I realize when it's... Re I don't like going to the supermarket when it's crowded. I don't I don't necessarily going like going to restaurants when they're crowded. Uh, not because uh, I don't want to see people do well. Is that I want to, you know, I like to get, I, I believe that you get better service when there's less, you know. And I know that from firsthand. I love it when I'm busy. I love it when I'm busy. I don't pay attention to people as well as I can when I am busy. It's just the way it is. You got to be a little more patient. But I'll tell you something. There's such a thing as not, you know, not enough business. And it is spooky. I was thinking about, remember that movie, that Charlton Heston movie, The Omega Man? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, and he's the last. Well, one you you don't know till later. He's one of the last guys alive, and everyone would. And it's it's kind of it's they uh, Will Smith did a movie called uh, I Am Legend, which was similar to that, exactly similar. It was it it was it was the remake. Okay. Essentially, yeah, it was. It was a remake to the Omega Man, and he goes around and goes shopping and stuff like that. He's sad that there's no one around, right? And I think there's a comedy out there called Last Man. I don't think he's the last man. I just think he thinks he's the last man in the comedy. But going into a restaurant, people say, "Oh, it's so." When people come in, they go, "It's so nice. There's no tourists here and stuff like that." And I said, "Well, how?" Um, I don't want to call him dim-witted, but you judge for yourself. How little understanding of businesses are you? Like, if you were a lawyer, obviously, having two or three clients in a daytime is great. You know? Because the fees you charge is two or three people, right? Or a, a certain type of doctor, right? A certain type of doctor. You don't need to see a general practitioner sees a lot of people. But you know, specialists, they may not see as many because they get so much for you know what I mean? Um, a psychologist, they're not gonna have you know, they have one an hour. So if they you know, or, or forty five minutes or whatever they do and they have a little break in between and stuff like that. So in the course of an eight hour day they'll have eight people. That's it. There won't be an extra one out there. But when you have a restaurant, and now it's 50%, and we are doing, like I said, no one, uh, during the daytime, it was a bit slow. It was a bit slow during the daytime. And people have been, and like you and Damon, some people have been very, very generous. And that made up for the difference for it and stuff like that. And we're doing fine. But there's some places that aren't doing as well. And when you walk in, how divorced from you are the common sense things like, well, this restaurant normally sits 150 and there's 20 people in here. Do you think they're going to be around that long? And this is going to subway great into this thing I want to talk about that you brought up yesterday. But you have an understanding of that, right? When you go to, you know what? I, I spoke to a representative, uh, uh, one of the managers at KLI. That's our local medium size. It's bigger than a True Value hardware, but smaller than uh, um, Home Depot. But you can get a lot of shit there. It's great. They, they got so many things. And the service, the customer service is excellent there. They were inundated throughout the whole thing. You know, because it was an essential service. People still need to keep their roof from leaking. They still need to fix pipes and heaters and air conditioners all shit, right? Well, yeah, they had to get their... Plus, everyone's doing projects. So, that many more people. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily have to work open a Michael's art craft studio uh, a retail thing as an essential service because people want to make baskets or you know or crochet but that's a hardware store is essential service because you got to fix things like there's things that need to be fixed when you're so they got to keep it open now some of the things are they're good people going in there obviously they're not essential to doing home improvements home improvements are but because it's open for the essential stuff, it doesn't make sense not to let everyone else go in there, right? 
So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when when people walk into a place, so they go and say, um, "I understand people's fear of my them opening up to checkpoints. That makes sense. I understand the fear, but you can't have it two ways. Either you want the restaurants open, you need more people there. Now, like I fortunate, like, like I said, we're going to find out this weekend, starting tomorrow night." I'll see what the weekends are like and next week too because um, I think after a week being open, some of the newness wear out, more restaurants open up, and there's only a certain amount of business available down here for all the restaurants, right? And as more of these places open up, people are going to spread out more. And uh, we'll, we'll see that. And it's going to open. And then we have Memorial Day weekend, which is still closed. That's going to be really interesting. Right? Yeah, I, I anticipate it'll be a, there'll be a hell of a spike. For a while, anyway. I a little bit. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the people with the vacation homes for Memorial Day weekend, even though it's not open to other people. I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what. I think it'll probably be considering the restrictions we have be busy for us um, but we'll see uh, with that and um, I just they, on June 1st if they don't like the hotels and things like that you're living in, you're living in a place there's a certain amount of hotels and restaurants if those places disappeared if the hotels disappeared uh, I guess maybe B and B's could provide some uh, kind of relief for that, but the re- all the restaurants would not be able to stay open. They have to have a peak season for some of these restaurants to stay open. That's where they make the most profit. You know, it's just like the Jersey Shore, where you know where you're, you're a Florida guy, but up in the, in the Northeast, uh, if they didn't have, let's say it was. Uh, they the whole, they close the whole summer in the Jersey Shore. That's where they make eighty percent of their money. I have to say, eighty percent is those. Sweet yeah, but but yeah, the tourist quote unquote tourist season. Uh, that's the that's the rule of tourist season. Um, what we don't notice in the Keys. See, I grew up in Miami my whole life, uh-huh. and as a trooper, I, I would sporadically come down to the Keys. So. Really, I've been aware of the Keys since I've been aware. And once upon a time, you know, the Florida Keys experienced the normal routine of the slow season. Yeah. Punctuated by, quote unquote, the tourist season. Mm -hmm. And because the Keys have become more popular amongst local populations, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, uh, throughout the year, that ebb and flow, that slow season, busy season, that line is a little blurred. So um, you don't really notice it. it some, some months it's, it's not technically the tourist season, but you'd swear to God uh, it, it is because it's just busy down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does. In Florida, it, 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 except for like when a hurricane's around, there's never a time where no one's coming. But you, you would, in February, if you went in, you went to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey in February, you would see yeah. you know, what it's like. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is uh, worse than it is now than, you know, 
the year round, there's year round residents. And when I say 80% of the business, some of those places are only open in the summer. They're only open in the summer and they never, they, they never really open up after uh, maybe late in the season if they have a big weekend, like they have Fireman's Weekend, Irish Weekend and all that stuff. Some of them open up. But even then, it's not, it's, it's not even near that. So you'll have that. And, and in, the, in the restaurant, and, and I'm going let to let it go with this on um, the, the business side. Uh, I, I, I'm disappointed in my reaction to some people when they ask about uh, the, the bar. They can't, we can't use the bar as a fine. And from what I understand, is this is what I've been told. The fine is not the restaurant's fine. It's a fine against the bartender. Really? Yeah, yeah, against the bartender. Now, uh, I don't think you if someone puts their drink down on it, I don't think in the spirit of it, you can't. Expect them to be open and find a guy 500 bucks if some idiot decides to put the. But if you let people sit at the bar without telling them to move away on a regular basis, just use the bar, then I can say. But I mean, Kathy said that, and she she may have said it so she doesn't have to take the heat, and she knows I don't care about taking the heat because I said if it's 500 dollars to me, I'll just say, you know. So so this this lady asked, she goes, why is that? And I go, I don't know. And I don't care. I said that. I said that to someone. And if you know me, I mean, now if you know me, you may think that's a normal thing for me to say. But I never used to say that before. I don't know and I don't care. You're just not going to leave your glass on there because it's 500 bucks to me. And then immediately after I said it, I regretted it. Just like locking the keys in the car. Letting go of the handle to the door, I'm like, oh Jesus! Why did I say it like that? And I said, listen, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning behind it is. I mean, maybe because people are allowed to put tables up against the bar. If you don't have the tables up against the bar, you just say you can't use the bar. People have to get table service, and you don't go up to the bar and order your drinks. And I don't give it to you. Now that part, I don't quite understand. You know what I mean? Because the server's coming up, and if I'm wearing my mask and that person's, you know, if that person's coming to the table, I don't get it. You know? Do you get yeah, it? Uh, yeah, I absolutely get it. You know why I get it? Because no, no, no. I'm talking about, room. like, if someone comes up and orders a drink from the bar, I hand it to them, I put it on the bar, and they walk back to the table. Now, how is that different than a server going up to the table and doffing the drink. Now, this is what happens. When a server gets involved, now two people handle the drink. Exactly. Before that person gets it. But right? Here's, here, here's my thing. I don't even go that far. You tell me what the <coughs> rules are, and that's just sufficient. My well, job's not going to no, argue I, I, with you, you when you I... Got, you got people on say, you know, I'm not... You know, there's guys going into Costco and going into Walmart and saying, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not sheep, and blah, 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 blah. And it's, uh, okay, I understand it's rudeness, but I go back to the wearing a yarmulke in a synagogue during, let's say you're going to a wedding or a funeral. If that's the custom, 
and you show the custom, treat it as a custom, treat it as a kindness, that I care about you, you believe this is the thing. You know, when someone, I go on a date with a girl uh, when I was single, when I went on a date with a girl, if she didn't believe, if she told me ahead of it, saying she's very religious and doesn't believe in premarital sex or fooling around and stuff, I, first of all, let me say this beforehand, if I knew this before the date, I probably wouldn't go on a date. But second of all, if I find it out during it, I'd be respectful enough to uh, adhere to it, right? And if, you know. Exactly. I, I would I'd adhere to it because it's out of respect, you know, for the, and the business can do that. It's just like going, and, and people say, it's wearing shirt. You know, you can go in no shoes and no shirt, no service. You know, you got you, you to gotta wear shoes. People come in a restaurant sometimes, they don't have shoes on, so you got to put shoes on. I don't know how to fuck to get in. There's a gravel parking lot. It's got to be, um, I know some people have hard feet and all that stuff, but put on, put on sandals or something like that. And put on a fucking shirt. You know, if you're at an outside tiki bar, we we said this on previous things, put on a shirt. Put on a mat. You know, put on a mat. Now, in, in a restaurant, you got to eat and stuff like that. And people say, do I need a mask to come in here? I say, you should have a mask. I think you're supposed to have a mask. You, do you have to wear it? No. Because how are you going to eat? How are you going to drink? It's kind of, you know, at that point. So I don't understand the theory behind that part. But I, I, it is the rules, though, like you said. And they told me that, and I didn't ask them what the theory is behind it. I did. They did make me think about it, but it doesn't change me adhering to it, you know. And if, no, those the, are the more rules. I hold to it's it, it's real simple. Yeah, and if you if you work hard to do it, if you cover up when someone comes in, you do this stuff. If no one's in, you may not. You don't necessarily have a mask, but if you're preparing a drink and prayer food, even though someone's in the area, I I put on the mask and stuff. I keep the hand proper hand hygiene. I had a hard time remembering that. Hand hygiene. Um, but on that note, um, that you mentioned Grubhub and you start seeing its stories, there's a backlash coming up. The Grubhub. You know? Really? What's that? I read an article of restaurants. Uh, one, and there's they're encouraging customers they're letting customers know that they're in these agreements. It's very hard for them to get out when they sign these agreements. Right. With these delivery apps. Because I'm this one uh, restaurant, and, and wait, and Chuck E. Cheese's, and what's the other one? The one, one of those chain restaurants. Uh, not TGI Fridays, along the lines of that. Not Chipotle. Oh, Christ. For a restaurant like Ruby Tuesdays or something like that, but bigger. What's the one? Um, not Olive Garden. Oh, okay, like Applebee's. Like Applebee's, but not Applebee's. Um, they're they're changing their names. Okay, a box like restaurant Chuck e. like that. I know Chuck E. Cheese's did. <clears throat> Chuck E. Cheese. Who the fuck would order to go pizza from Chuck E. Cheese's? Uh, delivery pizza from Chuck E. Cheese's. I the got shittiest no idea. pizza in the world. That's uh, pretty. I mean. I don't, I don't get it. That's incredible that they would do it. I mean, the only thing about Chuck E. Cheese is that you put, you know, all this fucking money into these games so kids can buy, uh, you know, take trinkets and try to buy the crap they Well, it, Chuck E. Cheese is like a child's training academy to be good gamblers. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the odds being worse, actually. The horrible odds. So Absolutely. Much worse. 
So um, with, I mean, you could win everything, win all every time, and the crap you get isn't worth what you spent. Um, so uh, the, these uh, these restaurants, uh, Chuck E. Cheese's and this other restaurant, they're changing their online names, and they're changing their online presence so they can avoid these delivery apps, and they're not, you know, doing. And if someone get, and if they change it, and someone finds them. They don't invite, like if you go through Grubhub and they're online ordering, even if you go through online ordering and they're not delivering, you still have to pay a commission. If you find them through Grubhub or Uber Eats, even though you're picking up yourself. Right. Right. So, and then uh, this other one is telling people, please order directly from our restaurant. Here's our phone number. Now, if you call directly number, now on these uh, apps they have um, there they have a number you call for that restaurant and it goes to them and that's kind of like a, a toll booth and no matter what if you're ordering to, if they call you through that number you pay for it and they mentioned in the article 30 percent 30 percent commission and they realized they made a deal with the devil almost like making a deal with a, a loan shark Exactly. You, know, you get like a fifty, you have to pay the big, and that's. Accrues, I don't see that accrues. I, I, that accrues I, I, weekly, right? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, and people payday loan. It's they're all they're all in the same for it. Payday loans with the high, they had their super high um, interest rates and stuff like that. So if you credit cards, uh, whatever you can accumulate. If you have like twenty thousand dollars worth of debt, and then you're paying twenty six, uh, you know, uh, let's say twenty six percent. Now, do people know what twenty six percent on twenty thousand dollars is a year? I'll tell you what it is. It's fifty two hundred dollars. Fifty two hundred, and after four years, you paid that amount. Easy, and then people are just servicing the debt, just like our national debt. We're servicing our national debt, but we, it's weird because we're the ones that develop the monetary policy because we could devalue our currency and wipe out the national debt and all that stuff. That's all kind of weird stuff, but you as the consumer or the restaurant, you're paying, you're stuck with Grubhub 30%. And they weren't ready for the increase in the to-go orders. Where to-go orders used to be, let's say when your to-go orders are 20, up to 20% of your business, right? 20%, you're okay. not really looking at how much you're losing, right? But when it becomes all, when this COVID-19 and everyone had to go to to-go only, and they realize why they're sending out these orders. If they had to send all out to-go through Grubhub, they're losing money on each and every order eats they're spending money in order to sell their food that's it yeah the whole the whole thing has turned out to be uh, a racket and of course Grubhub has these contracts and you know I would just hope you know they're going to Grubhub as proposed merger with Uber Eats and supposedly they have about 60% of the market right now. Yeah, well, no. I, I'm really hoping that the, a court 
will want because I'm sure someone's going to challenge them. Well, um, I don't think you know sounds, what. I just think they're going to get a lot of money. They're they're going to build up the valuation, right? Make the creators of it a billionaire, and then dump their stock, and then there'll be a whole bunch of people that said, "Oh, this is the wave of the future." And who's going? Whenever there's a valuation, someone someone's going to be stuck. Someone's going to get stuck with the bill, and it's the restaurants on you know on the ground level. It's the restaurants, and in well, the investment according, market, according to your analysis, mutual funds and shit like that. According, yeah, yeah. You according should, to your analysis, not just the restaurants, but the shareholders are going to end up getting screwed as well. Well, shareholders, mutual funds, retirement funds, whoever invests in that bullshit, stuff like that, eventually that's going to fall like a house of cards. I mean... Yeah, I, yeah. Uber, I thought Uber had a bad business model. You know? But people are... People are not... When they want money, it's just like... If, if you offer them a deal, like Mary Kay Cosmetics, or Amway... This multi-level marketing thing. You mean a pyramid? Well, pyramid, that Ponzi scheme where you, uh, originally Ponzi, was he a Albanian dude or something? Or was an Italian guy? Italian guy. No insult to the Italians. It happened to be an Italian guy. But Bernie Madoff and all this stuff. When you get money, you get, the, 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 you, you get initial investors and the secondary level investors pay off the initial investors. And if you keep it going, then the third level investors pay off the secondary investors. Keep going, and depending on how far out you build the pyramid, um, you're, that's where you are. So um, there was a health food one. I forget the health food one that people are doing it. And, and if you're in there in the beginning, uh, as if you don't have any scruples, and you're in there in the beginning, and you just start doing it. And you say, "Listen, this is what I got. I made from. I made two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and very well could have. If you're in the beginning of a pyramid thing, shit, yeah. And that's what Grubhub is. You're right. You're there in the beginning. You're going to make a lot of money. Golden parachutes are made for CEOs and stuff like that when they bail out and they go, "Well, this is go- eventually it'll be the oil industry." You know. It's now. It's right now. We're seeing the throes. Uh, the, the 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 coal industry is very ill. No matter what, uh, what's his name said about it, Trump. The coal industry's dying. It's dying. Hey, well, it's dying. It's antiquated technology. Yeah, we have. was going to bring back coal. There's no clean we have, coal. We have a. Plant. You know. There's some there's some uh, countries like these Eastern European countries and stuff like that that don't didn't modernize and stuff like that. They still have coal fire plants and stuff like that. But these third world countries, they're finding it. You know, they're going with more. They're not building. They're not building. No one's building any big coal fire plants to get into the 21st century. They're doing no, renewable no. energy and shit like that. They may do some they're- natural gas, but that's eventually it's going to be petroleum and natural gas. And then maybe, uh, unless they come up with a, a, a nuclear uh, process that produces the spent fuels, not as toxic or uh, radiative as it is, that'll that'll come out. But it's it's just well, the it's just the tail end of it. People don't understand it. It's just like when the phone company, the landlines, 
told them about when when uh, AT&T, they were trying to get our long distance bill down. And AT&T, my ex-wife said, well, they said, what, what are you going to do? And she said, we're just going to go to cell phone. This is back in 2001. They said, are you kidding me? The representative, cell phone. You're just, they're, 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 uh, they're told to say that. Because they're going to hold on to the last minute. Just like, uh, just like a blockbuster video from five <laughs> years ago. What was it? Last year, I think there was like a couple blockbuster videos maybe left. And, and then it'll be the red box dying out. And then um, I don't know how it is, but you're just a cable companies because there'll be online streaming. And there's probably going to be something after that, too. Someone's going to figure out. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It just our, our um, records, music industry with Christ. Think of that. Who buys records yeah, all- any, anymore? Even though even though records are coming back and the industry is now producing more records for yeah, audio files. My, my daughter a, got a uh, a turntable, but she doesn't have any records. I don't I don't get. Well, that. they're coming back. People like them better because okay, well, okay. because of well, I'm, the I'm music. Getting my, I'm getting my Pony Express, man. Getting that, bring that back too. It, it's, it's not. It, records will never be what they were because. Records used to be the only way to get I, your music, but I think it's 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 going to remain. Mark my words, it's going to remain. There's a, there's a movie out there. There's a movie out there called The Nice Guys, and Ryan Gosling's in it, and he goes, uh, he, "It's hilarious." If you get the chance to see it, I think you'd love it, Joe. Russell Crowe, <laughs> Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, and he goes, "It was it was 1976, I think it's set in." And he goes, he's talking to his buddy, he goes, mark my words, in five years, everyone's going to be driving around in electric cars and stuff like that. So that would have been 1981. <laughs> <laughs> and it took, you know, they are, there are, they, they fight it, especially in a, uh, a, a you know, we, we make, you make your gamble with the technology that you you have available, right? Yeah, of course, but it's yeah. always changing. It changes exponentially, and uh, no one likes change. We get used to certain things, and then, uh, then it, the new stuff catches on, and away we go yeah. until the next change. We're the yeah. same, you know, rinse and repeat. It's the same process. Yeah. But, you know, you mentioned energy, and for, you know, coal, which used to run the world, is no one wants it anymore. Everyone's going to renewables and nuclear even germany has regretted recently there's been more articles uh dismantling all their nuclear plants they realized one of the only things to get between uh, fossil fuels and green energy is nuclear yeah and until we have better battery storage and delivery systems for green energy and more efficient uh production systems for that energy Nuclear uh, is actually experiencing a second wind. Okay. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll see in, in uh, some of the developing world where there's not a lot of infrastructure right now, just think about it. Yeah, they're going to go with the cheapest Africa, means the cheapest possible. Al- Africa, the cheapest alternative, stuff like that. You don't need to string a lot of wires around um, – you know, the whole place. You don't have to have a huge grid system. 
You can have, uh, especially when even telecoms. Telecoms are going to set up. It's going to be, if you go with a cell network and stuff like that, you don't have to have a wires and all this stuff running running around the place. So we'll we'll see. Only only time will tell. Only time will tell with that. But uh, Joe, we've had forty five minutes, so I wanted to uh, mention something like Washington, Virginia. I, I mentioned last time they they had six. Was it the episode we did? There were six uh, episodes per inhabitant in there. It's up to eight episodes per inhabitant. I don't know uh, what they're doing, but keep on doing it, Washington, Virginia. I did a little research on it. It's a nice little quaint town. It's got a little Main Street. Beautiful town in Virginia. Uh, about wow. 70 miles well, outside of listen, Washington, D.C. To the west of Washington, D.C. Virgin- Virginia is a beautiful state. And it's for lovers. Virginia uh, is lovers of what? Their, I don't know. That's their well. That's their uh, Virginia. That's their motto. Is, yeah, motto. Virginia yeah. is is for lovers. And what a what a great. But then we have Chicago, Atlanta, uh, Nina Dovka, Poland, Tijuana. Tijuana came out big. Oh, yeah, baby. Tijuana. We got some people in the Netherlands and Germany and France. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to probably, there's no big city yet. But if you, if you are listening to this and if you decide you want to make an impact, if, if you're from a small town and you want to hear your town featured, download all our episodes, download all our episodes. And I will, um, feature your town even better. If you want, uh, I'll include you in, uh, a show. If you send me, uh, you know, contact information. But if you just want to hear and tell, hey, listen, I'm going to get this knucklehead from Key Largo, Florida, <laughs> to talk about our uh, our town here in Germany, France, uh, Sri Lanka. I think it was Sri Lanka, Australia. You know, if you're in the outback, someplace, one of those small towns, like in the, you know, the place where the Thunderdome was. In the Mad Max movies, just download a bunch of those episodes. Download it. I, you do it. I'll dedicate each each time you do it. Each time I see you, there'll be a big spike. But eventually, because it's harder now for me to recognize them because we have so many listeners now. But if I see you start download every episode, I think it's I think uh, it's either they really like it or it's someone that's rel- relatively new to the um, to podcasting. And every time they go on, they download every episode. And they don't realize they're downloading every episode. Which keep on doing. Yeah, I'm but, sure they do. But listen, if they don't, you know, contact us. Write some comments. Yeah, come on there. Well, I guess I'm going to have to start scheduling when the live show will be. After, But, I mean, if you're one person downloading... 300 episodes and we're on it this is episode what did I say it was 287 288 somewhere in there I'll find out I think it's it's 287 I released today it is 288 maybe so 289 90 tonight will be 289 and next week we'll be oh god by the end of the week we'll be 294 
We're, we're getting we're, there. Yep, yep. Uh, sometime in the second week of June, we're going to hit episode 300. We may have to, if, if things open up, we may have to do this from a place, maybe get it all set up. And uh, I'll have to get, whoever has the biggest car, I'm going to have to drive everyone, I guess, because uh, I'm not going to be drinking. So <laughs> we can get, we'll set up all the mics. I'm going to do it. Since I didn't have the mics out yet, so they're all, you know, the COVID-19 free, you know. And I'll put on my gloves when I set it up, and you can all talk to it. You all got to keep on mic. We can't have any more than what's on there. Maybe we could call. I don't know if I can. Can I take a call while doing I guess I can. How the fuck could I not figure that out? I don't know, but why couldn't you? You're doing oh, it now. Because you couldn't hear it. Oh. Because you wouldn't be able to hear it. Okay, it's not that thing. I'd be able to hear it, so that's gotcha. where the chat's yeah, really well, yeah, there's got to be somewhere around that. Well, I could. I just have to set up headphones for everyone, but I don't want to do headphones for everyone. Jesus Christ! You know? <laughs> headphones. It's hot down here. I don't want to hear headphones. I'm wearing headphones right now. Well, uh, this is it uh, uh, for this episode. Thank you for uh, being on, Papa Joe. Thanks for it. was good oh, seeing yeah. you last night. Uh, and you're going away next week. I am. I'll be gone for the week. To an undisclosed but, location. An uh, undisclosed location, but uh, feel free to call. I'll just I be will. somewhere else. Well, um, you, you work regular hours? Yeah, let's just say I'll be out and about between 7 in the morning until about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, maybe uh what i'll do is i'll text you if it's if you're available i'll call you and then we'll we'll do that so i um on the days i work in the evenings so it'd have to be tuesday or thursday because that's the only days i'm not working in the evening so it'll have to be tuesday and thursday but i i can go into the evenings there too so maybe tuesday or something like that i still got to get yeah because you're you're my main state co-host there joe well, just uh, send me a text on Tuesday, and uh, I'll let you know what the day looks like, and uh, more or less when I'll be done. So, and okay. we'll play it by ear. We'll go. We'll go from there. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe, and thank you for You're listening, welcome. folks. Um, listen, if you'd like to contact me, go to the website, and it has my uh, phone number. It has the uh, email address, and also if you go to sponsors, the listing on the sponsors, I got it going up that that site. Go to Blissful Wines, download that because I get cash if you do it. I don't ask for people to donate for special programs. I give you all the programs that I do. No special editions. Everyone gets it. But if you like wine, uh, you know, if you are a problem drinker, that's the place to go. If you like sparkling wine and Prosecco and stuff like that. That is disingenuous of me since I am an AA. And I apologize for that. I should be helping you. If you need help, you know, if you're drinking too much, please... uh, there's another way but if you're not having a problem with that keep on trucking uh thanks joe i'll see you next week i'll talk to you next week okay excellent we'll see we'll see you then okay here's the music